Welcome to DHC's Partners for Better Communities podcast. I'm Amanda Love, and today I have Sarah Dunnigan, the Deputy Director of Go Virginia and Economic Development for the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Glad to be here. Sarah, I know uh, we've been working across the agency and we've been talking about so many resources that DHCD has been utilizing as we've been facing this COVID-19 crisis, but you really come from a unique area. Your program's not too terribly um, old in, in the sense of its inception. So can you talk a little bit about the Go Virginia program that we have? It's the Growth and Opportunity Fund. And can you talk a little bit about that program and, you know, when it came about and, and just a little bit so that our listeners can understand? Absolutely. Go Virginia was is a relatively young program, as you mentioned. I think we're in our third complete year of funding. And really, it really came out of, I think, an awareness of, of the Commonwealth and really the unique needs of our regions. They each have unique assets, partnerships. And unlike a traditional economic development program, which we certainly con- consider Go Virginia an economic development initiative, it's really not designed to provide direct investment or incentive to a single employer, for example, like a traditional economic development incentive program. It's really there to help communities reimagine their economies and, and a big focus on growth, which is in the name, but also kind of diversification as well, making sure that regions are making investments that have long-term implications and and potentially game changers. Um, So the program is regionally administered. Uh, Go Go Virginia DHCD and and my team has some responsibilities to administer the program and, and support the state board. But there's nine councils uh, across the state that are made up of business leaders, local government partners, educational partners, other regional stakeholders. And, and that's a really important table, I think, that Go Virginia has set. And then funds are distributed based on each region's priorities. So we started early with this idea behind um, smart planning. Each region was asked to develop a growth and diversification plan. And that has become a guiding document for um, future Go Virginia investments. Go Virginia came out with really four priority investment areas. And, and we've, we've really stuck, I think, true to those. When kind of evaluating the needs across the Commonwealth, there were some themes. So workforce development, entrepreneurial support, making sure that we've got an environment that's, that's rich and, and uh, capable for startups site development. So how can we make sure that all uh, regions have business ready sites um, for future development, expansion of existing firms, attracting new firms? And then lastly, cluster scale up. So how can we work to support our existing businesses, those priority industry sectors that are identified by the councils and help them really kind of accelerate their growth, uh, move into new and different directions with technology or, or skills development? And that's kind of how our portfolio is developed. So that's really interesting that uh, the program really is more focused on regional development and growth. And so can you talk a little bit about why um, I think the mindset has always been with economic development is that you look at it from a locality standpoint. So each locality kind of goes after businesses and sometimes you're competing against each other or sometimes that investment could really change a whole region. Because when you think about even here, us in Richmond, 
we all live in different localities, but we work downtown. So can you talk a little bit about why that regional focus, that regional collaboration is so vital to the success of this program and, and even economic development strategies throughout the entire state? Right. When you think about traditional economic development, it's very place-based, right? It's a company in a place. A lot of the decisions around how to support that are based on, you know, tax revenue that that particular, you know, business would generate for the locality. But, you know, Go Virginia really does have that regional mindset. It's a recognition that our assets are regional. So just because you know, a community college is in one locality. I mean, that's a shared resource for the region and for the businesses and the and the people who live there. And so the idea of regional collaboration is really fundamental to Go Virginia. Labor sheds are regional. I mean, businesses hire people. They don't only hire people from certain localities. And And the other idea of this idea of shared benefit, I think is really important too. So this is that old, you know, the adage of, you know, a rising tide, you know, lifts all boats. (laughs) And I think it's been important for Go Virginia to set that table and start those conversations. And yeah, that's certainly happened over the past three years. There's been a recognition in places where localities that perhaps used to have a kind of a go it alone mentality have realized that they are stronger together. And there's cost efficiencies. There are just so many advantages to that type of mindset. I think, you know, I think we see that extending even beyond the Go Virginia program now, which is exciting. Yeah, and I think it's it's amazing. I know just last week we announced uh, 13 projects receiving $2.8 million in funding from um, Go Virginia for different projects. So can you talk a little bit about those particular projects that are funded more on a, a regular um, basis throughout the year? Yep, absolutely. So we, um, the, the state Go Virginia board um, receives projects after they are approved by the regional councils. They're vetted at the state level. And you're right, we did just at our April meeting approve a number of new projects. For the program Go Virginia, it, we've now surpassed $30 million in investments, which is really exciting. Um, and I think at that time we had 87 funded projects statewide. You know, when I think about Go Virginia's kind of investment portfolio, we see, you know, I think it's shifted even even through the three years we've been around. I think early on, workforce development was a big area of focus, and truly probably about 60% of our investments um, now are in workforce-related initiatives. And, you know, those are really important because, you know, we're helping communities build capacity to build skills in people. And that advantages the people who live there, right? (laughs) And it provides definitely a competitive advantage for the businesses that make a decision to kind of reside there. What I love about Go Virginia is it really is a, I call it a choose your own adventure kind of program. We give a lot of flexibility within a framework to the regions to determine their priorities. And what that means is, um, we've just seen different communities approach the same problem in different ways. And I mean, I'll just give you one example. So Go Virginia has funded a number of programs um, that help develop a cybersecurity workforce, which as we know, there's just, there's broad need. I mean, we need a lot of people in Northern Virginia. We need a smaller number of people, for example, in the Shenandoah Valley. But what I love is we can see a region like uh, Northern Virginia or Hampton Roads, one of our larger regions, um, develop something with its own unique partnerships and assets, which include four-year universities. I mean, 
they're at scale for the community. But then you can see places like, you know, uh, in the Shenandoah Valley, for example, where they can develop similar solutions and, and just be perfectly uh, sized and scaled for that community and provide incredible impact and benefit. So that's been really interesting to see how different communities approach the same problems. And to be fair, I think what we're discovering is there are a lot of kind of shared pain points. Um, and that's true whether you're in Richmond or you're in Southside. And, and uh, there's been a great exchange of experiences and ideas that have come through the Go Virginia program as well. Well, you said shared pain point and region's needs. And right now, as you and I are both, everybody in the country and around the world is in the same boat. I feel like with COVID-19 and this pandemic that we've been reacting to and and responding to. And so, um, you know, I know Go Virginia has really looked at ways that they can support not only the response, but the recovery from COVID-19. So can you talk a little bit about some of the shifts that have happened within Go Virginia to respond to um, the COVID-19 pandemic, which is affecting every region of Virginia? There really doesn't seem to be anybody who's unscathed by this. Right. Well, I mean, as I mentioned, the Go Virginia program was really designed to support, you know, the creation of jobs and, and really, you know, quality jobs um, and also to, you know, help grow, grow and diversify the economies with, with a focus on kind of traded sector businesses. And, you know, at the beginning of this crisis, you know, I think we as an agency and we as a, as a commonwealth and, you know, me as a kind of a person responsible for a program, you know, just thinking about ways we could make our existing resources helpful, you know, at this time. Um, and I'd really like to give credit to the state board for recognizing, you know, the opportunity here. Go Virginia has kind of three tranches of funds. And again, thanks to the legislature and the governor for supporting our our funding and our budget, made a decision uh, with their authority to um, pivot or repurpose some funds which we had uh, not obligated for statewide projects. Um, So this is in our kind of traditional program bucket. And and repurpose them in effect and direct them towards activities that would help regions mitigate the economic impact of the coronavirus and this pandemic. So we drafted an idea, and it was called the Economic Resilience and Recovery um, Program, and and started socializing this um, uh, amongst our partners and and also with the state board. So on April 17th, they elected to, uh, again, reposition um, these funds, $14.66 million, towards economic recovery activities. Um, each region of the state has an allotment of up to a million. And as I mentioned, we've got nine regions, so that gets us to $9 million. And then the $5.66 million are held in reserve for projects that could have kind of statewide reach and impact and implications. Uh, so each region has some funds to use based on their unique needs and resources, and then there's some funds for, again, significant statewide um, projects. We announced that project, I think, on the 17th of April. And within two weeks, we had our first two projects approved. And we've 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 approved one more since then. And, um, you know, it's really been amazing for me to see how the regional council leadership has has stepped up to this challenge. And and we really see Go Virginia an important part of, you know, regional recovery effort statewide. 
Yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. And when you think about the amount of funding that's going to be going directly into these regions, I mean, a million dollars supporting our businesses is going to go um, a ways, obviously always needing more, but um, it's amazing to see how quickly you, you all were able to transition and move from the traditional program um, efforts that have typically been going on in program structure to really restructuring some funding to be able to respond and be quickly um, pushed out into the communities. And so that's been a really amazing thing to see. I think across DHCD, it feels like it's been a a common theme with our agency is that uh, you give us a problem and uh, we're going to try our best to come up with a quick solution and, and reach out to our communities. And it's really interesting that, re- again, going back to that regional approach and the regional recovery of this. So uh, you mentioned three projects have already received funding just in, in less than a month. We're looking at from the from the approval of the funds to the execution of of getting um, uh, projects pushed through the regional councils. Can you talk to me about those projects that you have been able to approve and and how they're helping to assist our communities um, through COVID-19? Absolutely. And again, I would encourage um, folks to, you know, visit the DHCD website for details on the applicants and the dollar amounts. But let me give you just some high level ideas about who was involved and what the projects are working to accomplish. So one of those projects is from Region 2, and that is the Blacksburg-Roanoke-Lynchburg um, region. And that project has really been um, a workforce training project to help increase the number of individuals who are trained um, to do COVID testing. And a big part of that application is a recognition that we need to increase our capacity to test so that we can return to work, right? And so I appreciate their uh, incredible, you know, insight and and their ability to really move quickly on that opportunity. Um, so we're going to be um, training some uh, laboratory technicians to run those titrates to do those tests, and we expect. I think we're going to see a larger application from Region Two, Virginia Tech, a huge partner in that application, and um, that's something else I'll say is you know we're engaging regionally, but we're also engaging outside government with the private sector as well. And um, that's an example of, of that application. That's absolutely amazing. And man, every day, whether it's at the federal level or the local level, state level, testing is a major um, hold up right now with, with just addressing you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. So, wow, what an amazing project that's happening right here in the new River Valley District or, you know, River Valley in Roanoke in, in Virginia. And that we're, we're leading, you know, just a, a, I say a small investment, $100,000 is not quite small, but in the grand scheme of things, sometimes in, in the grant world, um, it seems like a, a, a smart investment for um, a big impact right there. So that's amazing. What other, I know we've got testing with COVID-19. What other types of projects are happening? I know I heard one that was happening in Go Virginia's Region 3 with drones. That's right. That was a really exciting project. And this one has a, it's got a tr- more traditional economic development twist. Um, So this project was brought to us by Region 3, um, Virginia's Growth Alliance, which is the regional economic development group there, um, had been exploring a reuse strategy for um, St. Paul's uh, unit, which is a a now defunct university. 
and really being the perfect site for last mile drone testing, um, particularly for medical supplies, right? So we have this kind of convergence with how do we prove this site as a testing site, which could ultimately lead to more businesses coming here um, that want to use those types of facilities, supporting existing businesses and, and others, because quite frankly, two first responders and others are using drone technology. And then some private sector partners who wanted to come and do uh, three-day testing um, on that site. Um, incredibly successful. The Commonwealth is going to learn so much from that experience because one part of the deliverable for that project is going to be um, kind of a playbook, if you will, for last mile drone testing of, of medical supplies, which is going to serve us today. Um, perhaps, I hope we don't need it, but other similar type of medical, you know, health crisis in the future. But you think about the implications to deliver into Virginia's rural areas, for example, or folks who just may be immunocompromised and really can't safely move outside their home, even during a normal time. So it's also going to inform our other workforce development efforts. Go Virginia's made four investments in um, uh, drone um, education across the Commonwealth um, in different applications. So we think this is going to influence curriculum as well. Um, and then potentially policy at the state level. Uh, we need to make sure that Go Virginia has the right environment from a policy perspective to allow these types of missions to occur. And while it's not happening today, <laughs> I mean, I think over time we're, we're going to see more drone delivery occurring. And it, it's exciting to think about Virginia being on the front of that. That's absolutely amazing. And what an innovative way. I think you hit the nail on the head. This is not just for right now when we've got some vulnerable populations that are, you know, we're trying to keep them home and keep them from getting the virus because they are more susceptible to um, issues with with the with the virus. But this is beyond that of, of thinking of folks that, you know, some some of our older population that, you know, you might have immunes, um, immunity compromised um, issues or things like that. That's absolutely amazing to think about uh, St. Paul's College, which uh, is sitting vacant. Um, it's, it's a huge part of Lawrenceville, Virginia. And um, to think about it, it's repurpose and reuse and it's got a new life. I think, um, you know, it's it's exactly like you said before, it's thinking about your economy and your region in a different light. And so if you think about St. Paul's College, even, you know, six, seven, 10 years ago, um, probably nobody would have imagined that it would be um, a testing site for drone delivery. So that's absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, I think it just shows the diversity of projects that you guys got you have going on. I know you have one more that uh, just recently was I think this week <laughs> was approved in Region 7, they got about $69,000 for a grant. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Sure, sure. I'm excited about that project. That Region 7 is Northern Virginia, um, which is a you know a really large area. Um, the Northern Virginia Chamber of Commerce and the Northern Virginia Economic Development Alliance um, have kind of joined forces and, and a whole new coalition of folks, um, just incredible regional collaboration around uh, a back-to-work campaign. And that group recognized that it, there really is almost an overload of information and resources, right? And I think businesses and even individuals, I think, are a little overwhelmed with how do I make sure I get the help and assistance that I need? And so this coalition is going to be building a, a resource hub that will be web-based 
um, so that they'll kind of be a one-stop shop for businesses in Northern Virginia, um, regardless of which locality they reside in, because there's a lot of resources that, you know, you can access that are kind of agnostic with regards to where your business actually is located. And then a second phase is they're going to be developing some webinars and video content over time using expertise from Northern Virginia to help provide more guidance and resources to employers and individuals as well. You know, what I love about this approach is, is it's dynamic. Um, they recognize that, you know, printing out a flyer and delivering them by mail, I mean, I think, I think this crisis has shown us how much we can connect with people you know, with the appropriate technology. Um, and the information too is so dynamic, this type of approach is gonna allow the region to be constantly updating, curating their content, really responding to business needs and bringing, you know, the right resources to the forefront when they're needed. I think you're exactly right. That is a great project. And I know Northern Virginia, I know it was announced today that their phase, their uh, phasing in is going to be um, pushed back a little bit, which understandable with with the size and the density of that of that particular area. But this is a fantastic way. And I agree with you, even at an agency level, there are just so many resources from federal all the way down to local um, private, everything like that combined. And so to think of helping folks get everything they need and be able to pick the resources that best apply to them and can best affect them and, and get them back up and running is absolutely amazing. So all of these projects are just a little bit mind-blowing to think of how quickly we, we've only been in this crisis. I say we've only been, it feels like forever for some of us. But when you really think of Really, I feel like mid-March was when we really kind of delved into this and had no idea really what what was down the line. And um, a lot of us thought we'd be back to work or businesses back open by mid-May. And, you know, it, it's understandable of, of trying, again, to keep that curve flattened and stop the spread of this. And so these are just such great ways to continue to help our businesses and um all three of them have really interesting impacts that feel like it's beyond just that region. Yes. Um, it, and to be a model for other regions or other states throughout throughout the country. So absolutely amazing. Can you, so these projects have already come in and received funding. Can you talk a little bit about how people can, if they've got a really great idea, how do they get it to the point of being an application. Absolutely. That's a fantastic question because as more people are learning, you know, they want to find out how to connect. So as I mentioned at the beginning, Go Virginia as a, at its core is a regionally administered program. So the first thing I would say is find your regional council. And there's information on the DHCD website that can help you find your regional council and the appropriate contact person. DHCD has developed guidance um, and applications um, for the Economic Resilience and Recovery Program, um, as well as a program we're calling Fast Access, which are smaller dollar requests that that can be administratively approved by DHCD. Um, But you need, those applications will need to go through the regional councils um, for approval. We are finding the leadership there is very open to innovative ideas. Once that process is completed, they come to DHCD. Depending on the dollar amount of the request, um, as I mentioned, we can administratively approve requests of $100,000 or less. Um, Anything greater than that, 
will need to go to the state board. Um, our next board meeting is on uh, June 23rd, um, and our board meets four times a year. So there's, there's four funding cycles um, in a calendar year. This new program has been created, um, and it will expire a year from the date of its creation unless extended um, by the state board. So that's something that's a little uh, important um, to mention as well. But all the information about the program, how to apply, match requirements, um, that's available on the DHCD website. Again, that's a quick click link off to find your regional council, and that's really where those conversations should start. And I think that resource is great. It's uh, dhcd.virginia.gov slash GoVA. So G-O-V-A. And you will find everything that you need to know about Go Virginia right there, including some of these announcements that we've talked about right now. Um, And, you know, I think you guys are doing such amazing work, Sarah, you and your team are just being so responsive and encouraging, I believe, this creative and innovative thought of how to approach the unknown. And I think that's exactly what we have done as an agency is, is approach the unknown with every tool that we can throw at it and see what, you know, what can work and what can assist and um, I'm excited. It's it's amazing to hear what you guys are doing and, and the projects that are being funded and how they're going to assist not just those particular regions, but the entire state as a whole to get through this pandemic and, yes. and see see the other side and continuing to, you know, support our businesses. And, and those are the folks that need the support, our workforce, our businesses. So really great work that you guys have going on. So again, I'm going to repeat that. If you are looking for your regional council or finding more information out, please go to DHCD's website at dhcd.virginia.gov. And to get to the Go Virginia site, you do backslash go VA, G-O-V-A. And you can find all the information out there as well as clicking at the top. We have our COVID-19 resources, which this program is listed under that. So if you want that information, it's dhcd.virginia.gov slash COVID-19. And you can find out all of DHCD's great resources that we have available today. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us, taking time to talk to us. You know, it's it's amazing. I think you said it best when you said we're... We're learning new ways that we're being brought together. And I look at you and we work literally right down the office from each other. And here we are connecting yes. across <laughs> multiple platforms. Right, to, in, right in your living room. I feel like I'm right in yeah. your living room. <laughs> You're right at home with me. So it's been awesome to talk with you. And, you know, I'm excited and I look forward to more announcements and more yes interesting, uh, innovative new projects that hopefully will continue to bring Virginia through this COVID-19 pandemic even stronger than we were before. Absolutely. And I would just really like to, again, recognize the council leadership at the regional level, who I think are doing an amazing job creating just that type of um, optimistic uh, energy and, and really trying to help move those regions forward. And we're really happy to support them. Well, you know, I think it's awesome with our tagline that we are partners for better communities and we could not do the great work that we do without our amazing partners. So I love that you gave them a shout out because they definitely deserve it. So thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Partners for Better Communities. We'll see you next time.